hate spinner bait, but we love that we're discussing chapter 13 today because that seems appropriate. Um, any of y'all who aren't Swifties, why? But <laughs> but no, it's fine if you aren't. But um, 13 is Taylor's number, and we just saw her in the movie concert experience of the year. So yeah, it's happy happy to be discussing 13. 13 is our our special lucky number uh here this week it is it's it's me hi i'm bethany and with me as always is michael ann michael ann how are you on this lovely day i am doing very well um you know it's monday my work day flew by that's good. Got the Love is Blind reunion coming up after this. Gonna watch it. Oh, so. baby. Yes. That is that is quality content. Pretty hype. And yeah, to give you a little tease of some Chaos Thursday, you'll probably be hearing a little bit of the Taylor Swift recap. You'll probably be hearing some talk about reality TV show. So if that's stuff that you're into, come hang out with us on Chaos Thursdays. We'll probably rant about something that has nothing to do with the vibes of what we intend the show to be, which is discussing early aught girly stuff. And then we're like sex trafficking. Have you heard of it? <laughs> you heard of it? <laughs> you heard of it? Um, but, but anyway, so I don't know. Tune in. We'll see what we talk about. But today, we're getting down to business, everyone. We are discussing Chapter 13 and we're along for the ride. Also, hi, we missed all of you last yes. week. So thanks for thanks for being chill and letting us have that week off. It was much needed. And we're back. We're ready to discuss some Dessin. It's Dessin Day, baby. Let's go. But before we discuss Chapter 13, Michael Ann, can you please recap us? What have we read so far? Yes, yes. So we are like a – we're into Act 3 of this book, I'd say. Um, oh, yeah. We, so, you know, Auden and Eli have been setting up this little friendship. They've been hanging out. They've been flirting. And um, in the last chapter we read, they kiss. Yeah. Yeah. They did have a little, well, they smoochy smooched when they went to the club. Oh, right. And then. Then they they had a little they're, they're having some moments. Yeah. They had a little slumber party. Yes, yes. They they she slept over. She fell asleep on his chest. It was like a big night for both of them. Um, when she woke up that morning, he was still asleep. She made him his coffee and she went home on a high. So happy, happiest so happy. of happy. Opened her front door. Dad has a suitcase packed, and he is once again abandoning his family. Um, and Rob. so that just took uh, our poor girl Auden from way up here to way down here. And if you could see my hands, you would see the appropriate hand motions. But you guys get it. Was, it. it was high, everyone, and then it was down low. Exactly. I I can't see her hands, and it was a perfect description yes. of of what Rob. Oh, freaking Rob. Freaking did. Rob. So. Swear to God. Yeah. So it's now, I was going to say it's the next day, but it's like, it's not. It's the same day. So she, yeah, woke up from Eli's, left on a high, feeling so good. This girl is in love. And now she, of course, just ran into Rob, who had to like mess up everything as per usual. And as per so usual. she went 
um, you know, she had her little moment with her sister, went night night, you know, because she like is a vampire who sleeps through the day. And now she's mm-hmm. up and she hears our girl Heidi and Heidi's all like, you know, I, I didn't want to call you, but I'm just I'm not sure what to do. And so um, Auden says, you know, for like hours, she'd been up in her room trying to fall asleep. And she's like, you know, waking up so happy with Eli, my walk home and then being blindsided by my dad's departure. Take two. <sighs> yeah. And yeah. so she's kind of like avoiding going downstairs because she knows she's going to have to face Heidi. But then she does. And so Heidi, who's on the phone, is like, oh, hold on. Like, let me call you back because she sees that Auden has – you know, risen and coming down, uh, coming. She coming downstairs. <laughs> she coming down the stairs. She coming down the staircase, the grand staircase. <laughs> so she came downstairs and she was all like, "Oh, hey, Auden, I want to talk to you." And so poor Heidi thinks she's gonna have to be the one to like break this news to her and have this conversation. Which honestly, like, what if Auden wouldn't have come home when she did? Like, her dad would have laid no. that on Heidi, which is like some real bullshit, you know. But yeah. Anyway, so she's like, hey, uh, can I talk to you for a sec? And Auden thankfully kind of saves her from having to have the awkward talk. And she's like, oh, it's okay. I already know I talked to my dad. And so then I think Heidi's like, you know, probably a little bit relieved that she doesn't have to be the one to have that conversation. But then now she's like, oh, well, well what did your father say? <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. well, what, what happened? And so she's like, well, you know, he said that, like, you guys have things to work out and he's just going to go stay on the condor for a while and so she's like oh okay and so Auden asks Heidi are you okay and she's like or no sorry Heidi asks Auden are you okay and she's like yeah why wouldn't I be and again Auden this is where Auden like she and I I just love how I'm so sorry I'm being very distracted right now by my husband anyways apologies everyone where was I um Heidi asked Auden, if she's okay. okay. And Auden's like, oh, yeah, I know I'm totally fine, like chilling, vibing. Um, And Auden is just totally clueless to her own feelings. And I love that she says, like, why would like this time affect me when like when my parents, you know, separated, it didn't affect me. I mean, except for the whole sleeping thing. And it's like, yeah, girl, it did affect (laughs) you. Like you I need you to like look into yourself, look into your feel like your entire life has been affected by it. Yeah. (laughs) You want to acknowledge that or not? It's it's clearly had some the fact that you were like crying the other night with Eli and he had to make you Rice Krispie treats. You were affected by it. Okay. (laughs) Mm hmm. So, yeah, Auden's like, yeah, we're fine. Heidi's like, you can talk to me anytime if you have any questions or concerns. And Auden's like, no, I'm really fine. Like, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. So uh, then, you know, Heidi gets another phone call. Turns out that she's planning the beach bash, the Colby beach bash. Yes. And they need a theme. And she's like, I have no idea what to do. I have no idea. I'm like not in a festive place right now. I don't I don't have any ideas. And then her phone rings and she picks it up and she says, Hi Morgan. Yes, <laughs> Morgan. Yes. Morgan. Ugh, we love it. I love, I mean, we already hypothesized that she was friends with Isabel. She must be friends with Morgan, but this is our first like official confirmation of Morgan in this novel. And oh, it made my heart so happy to see. 
We've officially seen all the gals from Keeping the Moon. Yeah. Yep. They're all here. Gang's all here. Gang's all here. Ugh, I love that book. So, yeah, she's like, last year at this time, all I wanted was for Robert and me to get pregnant. And now she's starting to get a little emotional. And um, Auden's like, okay, that's my cue. Heading out. (laughs) Bye-bye. Um. But she says, most per, per- oh my gosh, Mo, oh my God, let me try again. Most perplexing of all, though, was the tightness of my own throat and the sudden lump I felt there. I pushed back my chair, slipping out of the room into into the foyer, thinking again of my dad walking out this that same door bag in hand. It was terrible and awful when someone left you. You could move on, do the best you could, but like Eli had said, an ending was an ending. No matter how many pages of sentences and paragraphs of great stories lead up to it, it would always have the last word. Ugh. Ain't that the darn truth? Yeah. But yeah, Auden, you're fine, though. You're fine. She's totally fine. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> She's fine, guys. Okay, don't worry about her. She's fine. <laughs> fine. She's fine. She is riding the struggle bus and cannot cope with that. And we're going to see Mm-mm. how she kind of badly copes with it here as we continue along this chapter yep 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 so she leaves the house two hours later Heidi and the baby are both sleeping she said the house seemed almost peaceful if you didn't know better and can I just throw this out there this might be controversial but maybe the house is more peaceful without Robert yes you know you're right and you should say it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right like i don't know maybe like the tension's maybe gone fine yeah the, things seem to be better when it's just the girls in the house maybe it's a sign that robert is the problem and mm-hmm. shouldn't be around just saying robert is absolutely the problem absolutely the problem in my opinion but oh yeah so i love how the page before this um you know, Heidi's like, are you okay? And she's like, how I wouldn't be. And Heidi's like, well, this is unsettling. And she's like, no, I'm fine. And then the next page, she's like, I, however, felt entirely unsettled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is, I don't know what she means. Why would this be unsettling? And then she's like, I felt very unsettled. And it's like, yeah, Auden, very understandably. Again, like, first of all, divorce is a trauma like when you're you know growing up and your parents get divorced like even if it is the right decision which clearly in this relationship it was but it's a traumatic experience to go through so first of all this is like dredging up your trauma that you went through and second of all like you have attached yourself to this new family unit like whether she wants to admit it or not she does like thisby she does like heidi and i think she wants what's best for them and i think you know, she's been wanting to prove her mom wrong, that people can change. And right now her mom is like being proved right by the fact that like clearly her dad like isn't changing. So it's like, yeah, this is 100 percent an unsettling thing. Yeah, it's giving her like flashbacks. She's and the fact that she's like in the home while this is happening, you know, yeah. like she doesn't live there. She's visiting for like the first time and Dad's like, this seems like a good time to walk out on my to second wife. Out. Yes. And honestly, what a weird, awkward situation to put your daughter through because 
Which, again, as we stated, it's a good thing that he did leave because he is the problem and it's probably best he's not there. But your daughter came to visit – like, you were the only one that she, like, had a connection with before this summer. And, like, what a rude thing to do to Heidi to have to, like, put her in the position that she basically has to take care of her. I mean, like, yes, Auden is obviously very self-sufficient. But, like, essentially you are leaving your daughter with Heidi – and right. who is a new mom who's going through enough as it is. And you left her in the position where, again, if on wouldn't have walked in when he was leaving, she would have had to be the one to break the news. He wouldn't have been the one to have to be the bad guy, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just weird. Like, you're the only one she technically, even though she doesn't really have a connection with her dad, but theoretically has a connection with. And you, like, walk out on her. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's strange. It's very strange and unfortunate timing for poor Auden. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's ah. <sighs> Robert. Yeah. Robert Robert. He just is like so selfish. Like he's just such mm-hmm. a selfish person. Like he says in the previous chapter like, "Oh, I'm leaving. It's better for the baby." It's like, "No, it's not." Like Right. It's like I better mean, for you. <laughs> This baby that, like, doesn't even register, like, that, what, like, what, 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 sir, please. But, you know, Auden's feeling all fucked up. Thanks, Rob. And (laughs) she's, you know, she's feeling weird. She's feeling panicky. You know, she's feeling triggered, like she's triggered from her trauma is basically what's going on. Right. So she's, like, wants to isolate, basically, which is kind of her thing that she does. She isolates. Can you hear me? Why is my thing popping up? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Stupid. Uh, so she's really excited to get to work, basically. Um yes. She gets to work. She goes in the office. She's like, thank God, let me completely um, immerse myself in this work and forget what's going on. While she's doing this, her mom calls, and she does not answer. And that's yes. our girl. I love that So proud of you, Auden. Honestly, so proud. I'm so proud. And, like, and I, I like that she's, like, realizing that she can't really even tell her mom what's going on because her mom isn't going to be like, oh, are you okay? You're, like, concerned or, like, she's just going to be happy because she's right you know somebody else is miserable too which is just crazy she uh for the next two hours she immersed herself in heidi's books um she was like i could feel my blood pressure dropping you know this kind of thing relaxes her or distracts her enough um she organizes her pens she (laughs) makes sure they're all facing upright she's just doing literally everything she can to like not sit with her thoughts yeah, big um, avoidance tactic here. Big avoidance. Yeah, yeah. She's um, organizing her desk, Heidi's desk drawers, um, and then Maggie pops in and is like, "Hey, Esther is going to the Beach Beans. Do you want anything?" And she does, and uh, her and Morgan kind of bond here about how their moms are like, oh, both like overbearing in different ways, like. Morgan's mom, Morgan. Maggie, That's not her name. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maggie's mom. <laughs> That's just, so just what we, we do here. Girl, Morgan, that we're like, yes, Morgan on the brain. Yeah, exactly. Um, Maggie's mom wants her to be like a social butterfly, like prom queen, super feminine. I assume, like, 
in my mind, the way I read this is like she wants her to like rush a sorority and like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And Maggie's just like not into that. Maggie is a tomboy at heart. Like, yes, yeah, she knows a lot about clothes, Auden, but she likes BMX. Like she likes to read the classics. Like she's not really interested in the same things her mom is. And then on the flip side, we have Auden's mom who's like wants her to be isolated from everybody doing nothing but studying achieve 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 to make her mom look good basically yeah exactly and I like that both of again like I love that they are their moms are like the antithesis of each other but it just proves that like no matter what like if your mom wants you to be a certain like you know what I mean that like they both have the same struggle but in a completely different way and I also love that like both of them are those things and yet their moms still aren't happy like Auden's yeah. mom isn't happy because she, like, doesn't quote-unquote want to be, like, serious enough. But Auden is so serious about her studies and is, like, is she just wants to have, like, a little bit of freedom and have, like, a little bit of life in college and not be in a room by herself. And then same thing with Maggie. Like, Maggie's like, oh, I'm not girly enough for my mom. But, like, Maggie does have a lot of feminine – she, you know, has some girlfriends and she, you know, does know a lot about fashion or whatever. And, like, either way, like, they can't please their moms. And I just think that's, like, a yeah. very interesting – just Sarah being Sarah and being amazing and like what a great you know Mm kind of ying to the other's yang so to speak yeah 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 and they're also kind of talking about here that they both like both of their moms are hounding them about the roommate application as well they're both like like um Maggie's mom is like I want you to not end up with someone weird I think is kind of what she was saying yeah and then (laughs) Auden's mom wants her to like isolate in that weird club where they don't socialize. And so we're kind of getting some, I don't know, like they're both going to the same college. They're both looking for a roommate. Isn't that Mm -hmm. convenient? There was only one bed. (laughs) (laughs) I've read this story before. (laughs) Uh, I would love it if this turned into a queer story between Maggie and... Yeah, it just, it turned out that actually... The two of them went off to college. There was only one bed and their <laughs> eyes were open. <laughs> their eyes were open to the queerness. Much like Taylor Swift. Queer. <laughs> I don't care about Kelsey. Curious. What the fuck is that guy's name? I don't care about Travis Kelsey. <laughs> she can date a boy. I'm married yeah, to a man. She can. She's still exactly. queer. Still queer. Everyone's says. still queer. Just in case anyone's keeping track. Still queer. <laughs> also, like... Okay, we can get more into this on Thursday, but I think this is going to be a really short episode anyway. So let me just say. Also, she's seen like out in public on like purposeful pap walks with him all the time. So I find that very interesting. You know, like we never saw Joe. Right, right. This relationship is definitely, I don't know, very PR-y. And I'm not saying like that's a bad thing. I just, it's a thing to note that it's very PR-y. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it's benefiting. I don't know what it's for, but yeah, it's just I'd say it's benefiting both of them. Well, true. And I just think it's interesting that like, clearly she can keep a relationship private when she wants to. And then there are mm-hmm. other times where it just seems like very in your face. And it's like, it's not accidental. Like if she wants it to be right. public, she's going to be public about it. And if she wants to keep it private, she clearly can. So yeah. just saying, you know. Yeah. And like <laughs> when you all. see all those like, really nice paparazzi pictures of her looking like super dolled up and like not bothered at all that there's people taking pictures of her right she called those people like she yeah, wants like those she pictures wanted out. them to see yeah her. 
She was not. Right. She didn't have her jacket just perfectly off her shoulder, just one way, because she didn't think anyone. Would. She knew. Okay. Right. She knew. <laughs> right. She wore that corset top, knowing damn well that everyone in the world was going to see it. Okay. Yeah. Which. And I did. I did then. see it, Taylor. I saw that shirt. <laughs> I saw it. Okay. We're we're here for you, and I'm here for you, and I yeah. love you. Okay. <laughs> just for all clear. But yeah, I, <clears> I would. Too. Go ahead. I almost, I almost, no, I was about to start talking about the concept of corset tops and how I don't think I could pull them off. And I'm like, Michael, and this is Descent Day. So back to the yeah. book. But also, even on Descent Day, I think that anyone can wear whatever they want whenever. And there is no, oh, like, I couldn't pull that off. No, like, I just, do you want, do you want to wear it? Wear it. That's my I just have a really short torso. Mm. I feel like I have a long torso, like not, and I don't mean that in like a, a good way. Cause like I have a long torso, but I still have like a little chunky belly, but like my torso is just weird. Like when I wear body suits, yeah, sorry, everyone, we're going to get back to the book. I swear. But when I wear body <laughs> suits, like I always like, I have to get longer. Like they have to be long enough. To- mm-hmm. Anyways, those are my thoughts. Yeah. And like <laughs> when I wear high-waisted pants, they, they, they pretty much go up to my boobs, like the high-waisted <laughs> The high-waisted uh, phase has been really difficult for me. Not that I'm saying I want back to low-rise, but right, guys, sometimes means. I buy yoga pants and I can pull them literally over my boobs. So her, think about those short okay. torso gals out there. We just, we struggle. <laughs> we struggle. We struggle. Yeah, I have long torso, but then like short legs. So then I have I have like different struggles. So, but yeah, I feel you. The struggle is real. Women's fashion, the struggle is always real. Okay. <laughs> But seriously, like we can never be enough. Much like Maggie and um, Auden, Auden with their moms. their moms, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's all like, "Yeah." Uh. After they have their whole roommate discussion, which yeah, like, "Hi, just be roomies. I've solved the problem for both of you." Then she's like, "Yeah, let Esther know like your coffee order." She leaves, and of course, because Auden is still like, "I am avoiding my feelings like the plague." I'm going to continue my little cleaning, my little tidying up of Heidi's desk. And she happens to run into a little list and it's baby names. Like what, which of course we already kind of knew that Heidi didn't like the name Thisbe and that she had other ideas in mind. And she says, you know, um, each was written carefully. You could almost feel her deliberation as she added them one by one. And it's like, yeah, that just makes me so sad. Like, she mm-hmm. was so excited to have this baby and like coming up with a name. Like that's such a big thing. Like you are naming a, a full human person. That is their name for life. Unless again, they so choose to change it later on, which if so right on. And in Thisbe's case, she probably should. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just, the more I look at Heidi's situation, just the more I'm so sad for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. And like, like, here's a difference too with like Heidi and Robert is like Heidi is having a a child because she wants to be a mother and she wants to have a child and like this is very important to her and this means a lot and blah 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 whereas Robert just wants like another accolade so he's like father times three her name's Thisbe we're smarter than you yeah 
you know, like it's not about the kid at all. It's 100% about him. Like that's why she has that stupid ass name. And if I was Heidi, not only would I get divorced from this man, but I would legally change Thisbe's name to Caroline Isabel West or whichever oh. one of these iterations she wants. Damn straight. 100%. Yes, exactly. And he's, yeah, she says here, my, um, I thought back to the day she admitted her dislike of the name Thisbe and how I and my mother had judged her for giving into it anyway. She says, my father was selfish. He got what he wanted. And even then it wasn't enough. And yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yep, that sums him up 100%. Yep. She's still cleaning it out. She finds pictures of Heidi when they first opened Clementine's looking so excited. She found a picture of her Heidi and her dad, Heidi and Auden's dad, um, yeah. when she was pregnant. And Esther comes in, gives her her coffee, and then Adam shows up throwing a kickball in a store. Like, rude. Okay? What if you broke <laughs> right. something? Grow right, up, exactly. sir. Roll it softly if you want to make a point. But yeah. anyway, it's um, so Adam's like, hey, Eli wants to do a kickball game tonight. I guess it's like a thing that they usually do. Eli just hasn't wanted to do it because he's like, you know, in his dark days, but he's coming out of his dark days thanks to our girl, Auden. And Aww. Everyone's like, I don't know what's gotten into him, but he's like totally changed his life. Like he's so happy. He's like blah blah blah. And Maggie looks right at Auden when they're having this conversation, and Auden is like, she should be so happy. She should be so giddy and excited because of this whole thing. Like she should feel exactly how he feels today. And instead, it's being overpowered by her trauma responses and her father's selfishness. Mm-hmm. basically and it's just okay like can we just for a second here let's break this down all right okay everyone are you with me so <laughs> eli our boy eli been hella depressed for very obvious and good reason and he you know everyone's happy that he's like deciding this and you know here adam's like yeah he was in a downright chipper mood today like that's how i would describe it like he seemed to be in a good mood and everyone's like huh what and of course like we all know and maggie knows but also he decides to do kickball which yes obviously is a thing they clearly did but do we all remember a conversation that he had with our girl auden how he's like oh kickball in school is not the same as like neighborhood rules he is planning this kickball game for her like it's 100 for her quest oh and that God. is just the sweetest cutest thing and like he was like putting himself out there and getting back into the game literally like for her and i'm just like shut the front door that's the sweetest effing thing i didn't even make that connection yeah oh my yeah. god my heart is swelling my my sweet little boy and then she's like i mean i spoilies for like a page from now but she's like not even going to show up and that makes me so sad i know i know I know Maggie invites her and she's like, come on, like, let's go. Like, we're going to play this game. Like, let's go, whatever. And Auden avoids. She's like, I'm going to stay late tonight. Um, I have stuff to do. And Maggie's like not buying it. But she, you know, kind of lets her go. I mean, she she walks away because she knows it's like a losing argument, you know. Right. 
Um, and so Auden kind of watches the, the crowd of kids uh, down the boardwalk getting ready for this kickoff, kickball game. Um, Eli shows up and he looks like right at Clementine's where she's standing in the window and she like ducks out of his way and like runs away because she's like, I can't face him. I can't do this. I am broken beyond repair. And she stays at Clementine's for an additional hour. Yeah. 11 p.m. by the time, by this time, by the way. She be avoiding. She like goes she out avoiding. the back door when she finally is like, okay, I can't like, I really, I've organized this whole damn desk. Like I really have no excuse to still be here. So she finally gives up on that and is like, maybe I'll just go home. Like Heidi's probably lonely, which yeah, she probably is. She and probably is. She says that instead she ends up kind of walking back to the boardwalk and sitting on the bench in front of Last Chance, watching the kickball game kind of from a distance. And all of a sudden she hears this voice behind her and, you know, um, she jumps and she's like, oh, of course, like Eli would sneak up on me, you know, especially when I was doing my best to stay lost, except it isn't Eli. It's Jason Talbot, <laughs> our boy, Jason. Yep. <laughs> He's back, our boy, baby. I mean. Oh, Jason. And Jason yep. is the same as ever. Let's be honest. He's there for a conference, the SCLC, um, which is stands for the Future College Leadership Course. And gross. God, he just sounds so exactly what Otten's mom would want her to be. Like he's like, yeah, he's he's doing all the things she was doing before she like started the quest with Eli and started working with the girls at Clementines and realized that like there's more to life than just being, you know, your nose in a book. And yep. which we are here for, obviously, because we have a book club podcast, but also like live a little, go to the Taylor Swift movie concert and stuff too, y'all, you know, balance. Balance. <laughs> but anyways, so he's, you know, talking about this conference and he thinks that that's what she's in town for. And of course she isn't. And I love that she like tries to like make herself sound, but like she immediately gets in with this crowd and, and resorts back to how she used to be because he's like, oh, what are you doing? You know, because she tells him that she's here visiting her dad and that she's working. And because you're always talking about like, oh, yeah, I've, I've already connected with people at Harvard. And, you know, I'm already reading the syllabi and the books that, you know, I need for a class. And, oh, you should come stop by this conference because there's lots of people from DeFries and you can network and you could learn and whatever. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm busy working. She's like trying to make an excuse. And he's like, oh, what are you doing? Internship stuff, service projects? And she's like, <laughs> has to like kind of make herself sound better, which like what she is doing is impressive, like to be perfectly right. clear. But again, like this crowd, this uppity crowd, she's like, oh, um, more business related. I'm working for a small business that's, a, that's in the process of expanding, helping with accounting and marketing during the transition. I figured it would be a good way to experience some real-time economics at the same time studying the larger trends and it's like she can't just be like yeah i'm helping with my stepmom's books at this store which by the way she's a 26 year old woman and she owns her own small business like right hella impressive (laughs) but yeah she has to like make it sound like all uppity and he's like oh well you know that sounds great but i really think you should i really think you should still be a stick in the mud basically and he's all like okay you know yeah like maybe i'll see you around and then he gives her like a hella awkward hug because it's Jason and he doesn't know how to be a real boy. <laughs> yep. 
he's he's a robot man um so they have this like awkward hug and then he walks away and there of course (sighs) eli is there and he's got a ball under his arm and she says you know for a moment they just looked at each other and i had a flash of that first long night near the same place aren't they all and she feels awkward because, of course, she's been avoiding and she's all in her head, even though she's trying her best to stay out of her head about what's going on. And she's just like, oh, how was how was the game? And he says it was good. They won. And then he because he's Eli and is like a smart person and also is very good at reading Auden, which has been established. He immediately is just like, what happened? Because, like, he knows. Right. Like, he knows something is wrong. Like, she doesn't even have to say anything. And, of course, she makes excuses. Oh, I, I had to work. And he's like, no, I mean to you. And he says, you're acting different. What's going on? And, of course, she's avoiding nothing, um, you know. And so she's like, oh, do you mean do you mean that awkward hug with Jason Talbot? Because, like, that meant nothing. Like, he's just this guy who I knew from school. Actually, he was supposed to be on a prom date. They ended up ditching me. And he says her name, um, which I like this line. She says, uh, Auden, the way he said my name was like a break. Applied hard. Um, God, Sarah, that's good. And so he says, seriously, what's wrong? And so, again, she just keeps trying to avoid the situation. And she's like, nothing. Like, why do you keep asking me that? And he's like, because you were fine last night, and then tonight you duck out and hide from me, and now you won't even look me in the eye. And so she says, you know, like, seriously, I just had to work because that's so hard to believe. And she says, you know, this time he doesn't answer. And so finally, again, because Eli knows what's going on, like, he's well aware of what's going on. And so he's like, you know, if this is about your dad and Heidi, because he knows, like, he's like, she is avoiding that. Like, she, this is you know digging up her trauma and she is avoiding and clearly she's upset and he's i think he just generally wants to to know what's going on and and help her you know and so she's like you know it's not it's not about that so she gets all defensive and she's like i told you i had to work i have a lot on my plate right now okay i can't just spend my whole summer playing kickball i have classes to prepare for and books to read if i want to hit the ground running at to freeze this fall i've been slacking off so much and now And it just, like, of course, as she's going through this trauma, of course she runs into Jason. And he says all these things about how all these people, like, oh, you know, if you want to hit the the ground running when you first get into college. And she immediately just freaks out and regresses. She's had so much character growth. And she just immediately freaks out and regresses and is like, oh, shit, I've been, like, playing around this summer, messing around, and I should have been studying. And it's like, no, no, don't regress. Like, you've made so much progress. (laughs) I think she's also, like, self-sabotaging this relationship because she's so, like, traumatized right now by this whole situation that her, like, response is to, like, push everyone away and just go back to normal and comfortable. And so she's, like... She's like, no, get away from me. I'm serious now. I'm a serious girl again. Also, can I talk about one thing previously? Mm. In the conversation with Jason, he says that him and his friends, or I don't know if they're friends, but him and his colleagues (laughs) are in the middle of a big discussion about class rank, the pros and cons. Yeah. Um. 
what? <laughs> Can we what are the pros? What, my dude? I think he means like class rank as in like you're the top of your class. Like I'm ranked number one oh. in my class. Not like the rich oh. versus poor class. Oh, but it's that's also what I was just thinking. Like, who sits around discussing that? Like elitist, elitist snobby people who yeah think that they're better than other people. I'm gonna say something uh, right now, everyone. <laughs> yes, that obviously I think that education is very important. I think that everyone should have free access to education. But at the end of the day, like you're all gonna graduate from the same place and no one's gonna know what your rank was in your class or what grades you got or whatever like yes from high school to college it is quote-unquote more important because that like is one of the factors that helps you get into certain colleges and whatever but when you're at the end of the day like no one asked me if I was in the the top 10 of my high why like why would anyone care Mm -hmm. in this stage of my life so yeah, just people stressing out about that and people like thinking that they're better than other people because of it just really makes my blood boil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> but yeah, it, even in college, they're like, your grades have to be so good. But it's yeah. like, well, who's asking for my college transcript? Yeah, no one's no one's asking for that. They're going to be like, oh, you have a degree in this. Cool. <laughs> like- How are they even fact checking that I have a degree? Right. Are they just taking I mean, me for my word? They take me for my word. I mean, like they would, like you, you would call up and and check with the the university on that. But I don't know exactly. That's an HR thing that I don't entirely understand. But yeah, I mean, they they could just be taking you at your word. <laughs> it's crazy. I always wonder that. I'm like, did my boss really call? Or the HR team really call UCF and say, like, did Michael Edwood go here and graduate? <laughs> yeah. Uh, theoretically. Yeah. Or I guess if for some odd reason something were to ever come up and they could go back and check later and they'd be like, we caught you. You liar. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not lying. It's hanging on my wall. It looks beautiful. <laughs> um, But yeah. So, yeah. Looks like uh, we got an Act Three breakup, yeah, from our girl and our guy. Which <sighs> yeah, we're at Dustin, the we're at the, the heartbreaking part of the the book. When she does she, like a third act breakup. She does love a she loves a third act breakup. <laughs> she really does. She really does. <clears throat> yeah, she says you know it's time for her to get serious or whatever. And obviously, I think like Eli's kind of offended by that. Good reason. Um, he's like, well, good luck getting serious and all that. Um, she says there's something in his tone, final, distant, exactly what I thought I wanted that made me suddenly realize maybe I didn't. Um, Eli, I said quickly, look, I just, but no words followed. I just let this hang there, open-ended, waiting for him to jump in, finish it, do the hard part for me. It was my dad's signature trick. And it's like, mm-hmm. Um, but Eli doesn't do that. He uh, just walks away. And she says it shouldn't have surprised her. What did he care if this sentence was finished or not? He was. Oh. That's a nail on the cup. That's sad. <laughs> like, it that is, is very sad. sad. Mm-hmm. Truly sad. So, yeah. There we but, are. you know, it'll be okay, I think. It'll be okay. Things are, things are looking up. I do. 
So this is this is the thing I was thinking of, and we'll discuss this more when we get into the movie. But third out third act breakups in movies, like, yeah, they're kind of painful, but usually it's like a whole ten minutes later, the couple has like resolved the issue and they're back <laughs> right. together. But in books it is harder because you have to like it makes you want to read quicker because you're like, oh, like I know these two are probably gonna end up together. But like you have a good like 50 pages or so until you get that, which is obviously much longer than 10 minutes in a movie. Um, so I just feel like I don't know. I feel like in novels, it's something that is a more effective move because you really are like, oh, wait, like maybe, oh, God, maybe this won't turn out, you know, as opposed to in a movie. You're like five minutes later, they're back together. We're all good. OK, happy endings, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so. I know. Books are just better storytellers. Yeah, it's true. We have more time to let the story breathe. And we love that. We so. love to let stories breathe. Yeah, let them breathe, baby. Let them breathe. We love a slow burn. Let them breathe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was chapter thirteen, y'all. Um, yes. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. We did it. We're back, baby. We're back. We're, We're talking back, Dustin. We're getting chaotic on Thursday, and we'll hope to see you all there. And if not, we'll see you next week for our next Dustin day. And take care of yourselves, as always. Much love. Bye.